Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Church podcast. Visit us online at lifepointcentral.com. How about we make a declaration this morning? Let's say this. I declare. I have a spirit of faith. I am who God says I am. I have what God says I have. And I can do what God says I can do. I declare. I have a spirit of power. Love and self-control, and never, ever a spirit of fear. Amen. Amen. As you uh, saw there, I just want to say a couple of things. One is, um, if you haven't been water baptized, or, you know, we were talking um, backstage there a, a couple of years ago, I was at a conference down at uh, Gateway Church, and Pastor Robert started talking about maybe you were baptized years ago. And you did it because that what's, that's what you did or you were younger and uh, maybe you should get baptized again. And so Pastor Mitch looks at me and goes, I feel like I'm supposed to get baptized. I said, me too. So we looked at Pastor Devin. We put the pressure on him. <laughs> no, he agreed. So we actually uh, got baptized again a couple years ago. And so that's not something we should do all the time. But if you feel even that conviction um, in you, we're going to do water baptism on the 20th of, uh, of August. So make sure you get signed up. So what is water baptism? Well, it's a public declaration that your life is surrendered to Christ. And Jesus said, um, be born again, be baptized in water, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Three things Jesus... And Jesus needed to be baptized. So if Jesus needed it, hello... So I encourage you, we want to baptize a bunch of people that day, so uh, make sure that you uh, get signed up for that, and we, we appreciate you being with us this morning. This is a, a, a great crowd for summer, it really is, and I know a lot of people are gone and, and watching this morning, and so I appreciate you being with us, and we've had really good crowds, so much so that um, uh, we'll tell you more about this, but here in, in uh, just a couple months, we're going to uh, add a service to what we're doing to just um, house what God's up to. We'll tell you more about that, but that means we need some more help, especially in our kids' ministry. And um, so that sounds great, but how many know you got to facilitate facilitate some things? And so we're going to start working toward that. We'll tell you a lot more about that, but um, um, God's doing something here. Amen. Amen. You, you know, a lot of a lot of churches shut their doors over the last few years, and so you know God's up to something when you're making more space instead of closing the doors. So um, whenever God's moving. We got to start grooving, right? Well, we're we're pumped that you're with us this morning, and and I, I just want to speak this out, and I feel like this might be for a couple of people. It just kept coming to me when I was standing down here, and and I just wanted to sit on it for a moment. But um, this is what I, I just felt from the Lord that there, there's a few of us that have um, there's something we visited, contemplated, looked into, and moved on from it, and God said. Um, you need to return to that because there's life in that. Whatever that is for you, that's where the life is for the next season. I don't know who that's for. I know that sounds a little cloudy, but maybe that'll make sense if that's for you. Um, so receive that, take that. Um, I don't know all the details of that, but it kept coming to me over and over again. How many know we want to be where the life is? So there's something, it, it could be something God's asked you to do, um, to forgive somebody, to plug into something, partner with something. Anyways, um, whoever that's for, you just be obedient and let God bless that. Amen. Amen. Well, as uh, you saw on the church news there, this month is not a series. 
It's a series of standalone messages. What we call standalone is just um, each week is separate from the other. We don't do that all the time, but a few times a year we're doing that. And so this month is, um, is, is going to be standalone. And, and so I want to start off with a couple questions. And, and here's my first question this morning is, how many of you hate procrastination? You know what procrastination is? When you delay a decision or you delay an action or you postpone an action or you postpone a, a decision. Um, so here's my second question. Most of you raised your hand and said you hate procrastination. Here's my second question. Then why do you do it? I, I hate procrastination, but sometimes I am the king of procrastination. And I started looking into that because a lot of times I just felt like probably what you think is sometimes it's laziness. But here's what behavioral specialists will tell you, that it's really not laziness, but it has to do with two things. First of all, it can have to do with stress in our life, where we get so stressed, we postpone decisions and actions. Or the other thing is, is we, uh, we don't have a strong belief in ourselves, and we postpone a decision, and we postpone um, an action. So it really isn't laziness, it's stress or it's just a, a lack of confidence or an unfound negative belief about ourselves. And so the opposite of procrastination, how we know, would be more of a rapid response. And that's my title this morning, Rapid Response. If you are in the healthcare profession, you've probably heard of um, something they call a rapid response system. And really what that is, it's, it's training health professionals to recognize and identify and respond to early signs of deterioration in someone's health so they can more rapidly prevent um, respiratory, heart failure, um, those sort of things. It's, it's seeing the early signs. And so they, they put into place what they call a rapid response system. And that got me thinking, what if you and I developed a rapid response system to the Word of God? What if we were more rapidly responding to the things of God? And, and, and so what I want to share this morning with you is, is just a principle. I felt like God showed me one day. I was just at my own time with God reading some scripture, reading a passage of scripture that I've read many, many times. And I read it in, you ever do that? You're, just, you're reading something you read before and it just starts coming alive in a different way. That, that's proof that the word of God's alive. And it can, it can reveal all kinds of truths from, from one little scripture. And so I want to teach you. I've taught some of this before, but I want to hit something very specific. And man, I think if you get this in your heart, it, it, it can be life-changing. And next week, uh, I've got a, a, another standalone message. It'll be better than this week, so don't miss next week. Go with me to the book of James. To the book of James. This is chapter 1. Let's start in verse 19. It says, my dear brothers and sisters, so it's talking to us, take note of this. How many know if the Bible says take note of this, what should you do? Take note of this. So take some notes. Here we go. Um, everyone should be what? Quick to do what? Listen. Surprised my wife didn't give an amen, hallelujah, right there because... Um, if you're like me, sometimes I'm not so quick to listen. Uh, anyone ever had some moments in your life you wish you'd have listened a little quicker, a little better? Um, well, this is what James says. Hey, church, take note. Everyone should be quick to listen 
And it goes on, it says, be slow to speak, be slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that's prevalent. And I'm not so focused in on the anger part as I am quick to listen and then the rest of verse 21. It says, and humbly accept the word planted in you that saves you or that can save you. Let's, let's, let's just make the first life point right off the bat. We, we need to become a ready listener. Thank you for the amens and the hallelujahs. We need to become a ready listener or ready listeners. And James actually said it this way. Become quick to what? Not talk, but listen. Y'all, some of you are quick to talk. Don't look around. Tunnel vision right now. But, but we can just be quick to talk. We can be quick to opinion. We can be quick to debate. But the Bible says be more quick to what? To listen, to tune in and, and to listen. That means we need to be swift to listen. It actually means we need to be ready to understand. We need to be ready to listen, ready to hear, ready to pay careful attention. Can I, I, I mean, I, I kind of made fun of myself a moment ago, but sometimes this isn't me in conversation. Um, and I'm sure if you've ever talked to me in the foyer, you're like, he didn't hear anything I just said. Because sometimes my attention is just a little bit everywhere. And I apologize publicly for that. It's not because I don't love you. I just sometimes my brain's all over the place. But in, anyways, um, we need to be quick to what? Not just hear, but swift to understand, swift to really pay attention, and be swift and in, in, in a readiness to really hear what's, what's being said. Um, it means we need to be we need to have an attitude that's eager to listen. See, in the first century, there weren't many books, so everything was spoken, and you had to pay real careful attention because normally you weren't reading something. You were just hearing something that someone said orally. And so James is picking up on this, and he says, we need to be really, really quick to listen. And how many know hearing is important? Um, matter of fact, the Bible says in the book of Romans that faith comes by what? Hearing. It actually says it this way in the original writing. It says, um, faith is initiated by hearing and hearing and hearing the words of Jesus. Have you ever read something? Like I've read in the Bible, such and such begat such and such. Didn't build a lot of faith in me. But when I read Jesus saying certain words, it built faith. The New Testament especially will be build faith. And it says you've got to keep hearing and hearing and hearing. It's not because, uh, the, the reason why is because if you stop hearing something, you get dull to it. You, you fall off of it. You, you, you have a tendency to not remember it or to decline from it. And so the Bible says we, one thing we got to keep doing is keep hearing and hearing and hearing the words of Jesus because we got to keep having our faith what stirred and built and built. That's why we preach the way we preach on Sunday because I want you to hear something to stir your faith. But we need to hear and hear and hear and hear. That means we need to be a ready listener, a ready hearer, um, an eagerness to hear. And can I just challenge you right up front? But just let God create an eagerness to hear the word of God. Now, did you notice that he didn't say um, reading builds faith? Now, we know early on that that's how the word, there wasn't a Bible, so that's how the word of God, it was, it was read and you would hear it. But you need, to keep, you need to keep hearing sermons. You need to keep hearing yourself declare the word of God. That's why I always do these declarations. You need to hear it because when you hear it, even if it comes from your mouth, how many know what you keep hearing, you, get, you put faith in? 
If you keep hearing fake news, if you keep hearing CNN, constant negative news, you will do what? You'll put faith in that. I I read somewhere, uh, one time where they said, for every one negative statement, you need to hear nine positive just to equal it out. So, hello, if you sit down and watch the news, I'm not against the news, I'm just saying if you watch it for a half hour, then you better get a couple sermons to to not only balance it out, but cancel it out. Come on, somebody. So, let me pop a screen up here uh, real quick, because really what this is saying is, and James said it, we we have to to be able to accept the word. And I, I feel like this is the attitude that we need to have toward the word of God. And it, it, it's this, we need to, first of all, appreciate the word of God. We need to have an appreciation for the word of God, which I think we've lost in our culture. Yeah. And there's been an outright attack on the word of God. But hey, we need to become church people again and word people. Yeah. You, you know, when we, when we first moved here, um, it, it, we, we actually found this out. There were churches on Sunday preaching against LifePoint. And here's what they were preaching. That's a word church. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, what, what are we supposed to be? A word church, right? The word is who? It's Jesus. We're a Jesus church, right? I don't know. I mean, I know what they're saying, but, but um, I, I, I will, I'll take that label. We're word people, right? We're, we're Jesus people. We're, we are word people. But we need to have an appreciation. It's the word of God. It's infallible. We need to access the word of God, or we can say we need to just access it. We need to agree with the word of God. Get into the word and just agree. Don't read for information. Read for transformation. And we need to apply it to our lives, to, to appreciate it, to access it, or agree with it. To, to, uh, uh, it needs to also be what? applied to our lives. And so we need to become people, and James is saying that to us, people who are ready what? Ready to hear the word. You ought to be excited about it. I hope on Sundays you're excited to hear the word because a, a, a word spoken can change things. It, it can give you revelation. It alters. It can give you a moment of revelation that the next thing that happens is your body's healed or the next thing that happens is your marriage is healed or your wallet is blessed or, or peace comes or joy comes. Or it's the, the Bible. So we need to live by every word that God speaks. So we need to be word people. And, and, and today in our culture, I mean, in our churches, we just, we just don't know the word. You don't have to be a theologian, but you, you need to be hungry for the word. Um, you need, you need, you need, we, we call it chasing revelation because an ounce of revelation alters everything. Amen? Yeah. And if you're known for anything, wouldn't it be good to be known for the word? And they know the word. They're a word person. They, they know it. They breathe it. They act on it. I, I'm just telling you, the word will change everything. It'll, it, it'll alter everything. Not because you have a Bible at home, because you have the Bible in your heart and it's coming out your mouth. That's what changes things. Can I read you just a couple of scriptures? How important this, this hearing thing is. Look at, this is Mark chapter 4, verse 24. It says, and then he added, this is Jesus, pay close attention to what you hear. Everybody say, what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you'll get. And you'll get even more. So it has everything to do with what? What you're hearing, because what you're hearing, you get more and more information on, and you believe it more and and more. So what you hear is really important. Look at Luke chapter 8. This is verse 18. Jesus said, so pay close attention. Are y'all getting the point? Pay close attention, not just what you hear, but how you're hearing it. To those who listen to my teaching 
they get more what? Understanding. But for those who are not listening, guess what? Um, it will be taken away from him. What they think they understand will disappear. So what we hear, how we hear it, look at this, Hebrews. Now this, this is an ouch. Um, there's so much more we would like to say about this, but it's difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and you don't seem to what? You know, there are times I think God wants us to know more in a church service. There are times maybe we could say more, but we get a little dull of hearing. We're not paying attention. And guess what? We're not listening. And that, that's just a habit we need to create. That's just a skill set we need to let God alter in our lives that we're just, we are ready listeners. So I can give you a challenge. Do you like a challenge? Can I just say, just let God help you become an eager listener to the things of God? to the word of God. I mean, when, when we get, uh, when we transition from worship and it's time to open up um, the word of God and we, we, we open up a, a message and we open up the word, you ought to be like, bing, 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 bing. I'm about to hear something that might fix everything. I'm about to hear something that might change everything. We ought to be excited about the word. And not just on Sundays, but when you, when you go out of here, um, I mean, you, you, you got you to hear some good word. Yeah. And that's why we put it on YouTube. I mean, if, if you're like, hey, Pastor, and who do you listen to? I love to listen to Pastor Robert Morris. I love to listen to Jensen Franklin. I love to listen to Dr. Tony Evans. Those are just, just some of my favorites. John Bevere, Rick Renner. Those are just some of my favorites. But, but you got to have people that are speaking faith, not just any old sermon. So just, just, just feed yourself. If you have to do it in the car, if you have to put your headphones on, you need to feed yourself the word. You got to be a ready listener. Everybody say, I'm an eager Listener. All right, let's keep reading on. Um, so we need to become a ready listener. And, and here's life point number two. We need to become a ready responder. Everybody say responder. So listening is important, right? We just proved that to you. But let, let's dive into this. This is, let's go to verse 22. Do not merely listen to the word. So, hello, wait a minute. James just said, you need to be quick to listen. You need to be quick to accept the word. Now he's building on it. He said, don't just listen. So he's going to build on it. He said, don't just listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. Are you all with me? Are you trekking with me? Don't just hear it, although that's important, because if you just hear it, it could deceive you. So you have to hear it and what? Do it. Look at verse 23. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says, it's like someone who looks at his face in the mirror, and after looking at himself, he goes away and forgets what he looks like. I get it. There might be some mornings you want to forget what you look like, right? Like, you ever woke up like, dear Lord, what happened while I slept last night? But on a normal, you look in the mirror, you don't forget... You don't like turn around and see a mirror like, who's that? No, you know what you look like. But the Bible says if all you're going to do is just listen and not do, it's like looking in a mirror and just forgetting everything. So what happens is when you hear the word, it starts to initiate faith. But when you do the word, it starts to demonstrate faith. And so what James is saying, it's not just about listening, but it's actually about becoming a doer of the word. And, and, and the word doer is an interesting 
Interesting word. First of all, um, it means make it your lifestyle, make it your habit, make, 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 become a doer. It's actually the Greek word for poet. And here's what it means. Find a creative way to do the word of God. Isn't that cool? Let your lifestyle and your habit or your habits become a creative way to do the word of God. And James is saying, okay, we got to be an eager listener, but we got to take it to the next level and not just be a hearer, but be a doer of the word of God and, and, and be poetic about it. Find a creative way. We, we find creative ways to do things. It's saying find a creative way to do the word of God. I heard this story where at the end of a sermon, one of the congregants come up to the pastor and he said, he said, pastor, he said, um, that was an awesome sermon. And the pastor's response was, well, we'll see, won't we? And what he was saying was, instead of saying thank you, he's saying, we'll see how well this sermon is by how well you what? Walk it out. How well you work it out in your life. How well you trick on that word that you heard on that particular Sunday or, or that, that word that you heard. So um, to, to, to just hear the word is not spiritual growth. That's just the starting point. But when you begin to build on it, you begin to do the word. So we need to have an attitude where we're, we're ready to hear, but we also, we also have, to, have to have an attitude that we're going to do the word. Because if you're just going to hear it, and you can even amen it. You can give me a high five out the door and say, that was a great sermon. But if you're not going to do it, it's sort of like telling God, like, I'm okay right where I'm at. I'm okay right where I'm at, God. I'm, I, I like hearing it. feels good, but I'm okay. When James is saying, you need to be eager to hear it and just as eager to what? Do it. Matter of fact, be poetic about it. Be creative about how you, how you do the word. And, and there's a principle here that I don't want you to miss. It says if you just hear the word and you're not ready to do the word, you'll forget the word. No matter how good the word is. No matter how much it touched your heart at that moment. If you just sit here, amen it, say it sounds good, and know maybe I need to practice it, maybe I need to put it. But if you don't respond rapidly to that, you forget the word. Even though the word is the word of God, you, you will forget it. You know one of the most common ideas or phrases throughout the Bible, and, and I'm glad God put it in there, over and over God says something like, don't forget Remember this, don't forget. Remember, you know why? Because we're forgetful people. We're forgetful people. And forgetfulness really happens when we are slow to respond. And we don't rapidly respond. Someone say amen to that. Amen. Now, listen to this. I looked up the word forget. I mean, it's a common word, but check this out. In the Bible, it means something like this, that you delude or cheat the truth. You delude or you cheat the truth. That's why James said, if you don't do the word, you delude the word. If you don't do the word, you cheat the word. Hello? That's good right there. Man, if we don't respond rapidly to the word of God, we delude it. We actually cheat. I don't want to cheat the word. I want the word to work. And a lot of it has to do with how rapidly you and I respond to the word. And just let me say to you what, what James wasn't saying is that he wasn't saying it's a memory problem. He's saying it's a priority problem. 
You're not forgetting the word because your memory. You're forgetting the word because it's or isn't priority. It's really what James is saying. So James is building. I want you to be an eager listener, but above being an eager listener, um, I want you to be an eager doer. I, I want you to do what you hear because if you don't do what you hear, Scripture says we'll forget. And can I just, can we just be real for a moment? You know how many times I've sat and heard an awesome word and on the inside, man, it hits home. And I'm like, you know what? I need to do that. I need to change that. I need to alter that. I need to fix that. I need to let God do this. I need to let God do that. But if I don't rapidly respond, you know what happens? As much as I felt it in the moment, I forget it. This is why I asked you about procrastination. Because we, get spirit, we spiritually procrastinate. And here's the principle I want you to get. When you hear the word spoken, if you will start practicing immediate, rapid response, you won't forget it. You won't forget it. That's the principle I want you to get. That's what jumped off the page. I've read that section, and I know you've read that section of Scripture over and over. Let's be quick to listen. Let's be a doer. But what I want you to get this morning is be poetic, be creative about doing the Word of God. But man, when you hear the Word of God, be rapid to respond. Let me give you some examples. Um, let's say I come up here and I teach you. Let's just come up with some illustrations. Let's say I teach you about giving. Have you ever sat in a service, heard a message about giving, and get in your heart that you're supposed to give and walked out? I mean, I'll do that later. I need to pray on that a little more and forgot to do it. I've done that. I know you all are spiritual giants, right? You don't ever miss it. But I'm just saying I've done that before. It, 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 so if we, would, if we would teach or preach about giving, you know what our rapid response should be? Now relax. We already took up the offering, right? But our rapid response should be, where do I give? How do I give? If we're preaching about being filled with the Holy Spirit, you know what our rapid response should be? I want to get filled up again. I want to be filled. I want to be full. If we're preaching about receiving joy, if we're preaching about, um, how about this? If we're preaching about forgiveness, you know what our rapid response should be? Right here, right now, I'm going to work it out under the anointing. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to make a choice to forgive. How about some commitment? We're talking about some commitment that we need to make. That's the moment. Because when you walk out from under the presence of God and the anointing of God, where God's knocking on your door and he's working on your heart, and we walk out the door, what happens is James said, we will what? Forget. You already forgot. See how quick that happened? <laughs> and what happens? You, you hear the word, and we don't respond, and it gets diluted, and it gets cheated. I'm so glad that God brings it back up. That's why he said keep hearing and hearing. That's why we keep preaching the same things over because we got to keep hearing. But how many say, man, there's a principle to learn here. Rapid response. Rapid response. How about this? If, if we got up here and we were, we were talking about the fact that we have a need for a Savior and that Jesus became our Savior and he, he died on a cross, he shed his blood for our forgiveness for our salvation, and we give a, a chance for someone to give their heart to Jesus, how many know if there's not rapid response to that, they walk out the door and they forget, and they could be lost for eternity. So if salvation is urgent, everything else in this word is urgent. It's all urgent. 
If, if, do you know how many times I've had someone come to me with an issue and they'll start talking about this issue? And in my mind, I'm like, I haven't seen you for six weeks. If you'd have been here three weeks ago, we just preached on it on a Sunday. Thank goodness I can say, go to YouTube and watch it. But how many know in that moment, God's got some, and I'm not saying you can't ever have a day off. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we need to be here and hungry for the word. And if we'll respond, it'll do something. You might hear something about your marriage. And if you rapidly respond, it could heal something. Or we're going to be like, yeah, we'll work on that. You'd be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe you're going through a lot of turmoil. And and a message on a Sunday, we're talking about how to just walk in some peace. Now listen, if, if you'll open your arms and say, you know what? I need to receive that and respond to it. But if you start like debating it. Yeah, but my problem's too big, or this is going on, or that's going on. We start debating and opinionating it. We're going to delude the truth. We're going to cheat the truth. So we want to be what? Rapid responders. So I gave you this challenge. Be an eager listener. How about this? Um, Obey, don't delay. Just obey, don't delay. We're going to give. I'm going to obey, not delay. I can tell you're all fired up on that one. So we're, we're going to become ready listeners, right? We're going to become ready responders. Here, here's the last one. Um, this is verse 25. Look what it says. But whoever, any whoever's here? Three. Okay. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law, that's the word of God, that gives what? Freedom. And you continue in it, and you don't forget what you heard, but you do it. Hello, what are we preaching about? You'll be blessed in what you do. There is a key to blessing here. Are you all getting There's a key to blessing. And the blessing is you look into the word of God, you hear the word of God, and you keep in it. That keeps you from forgetting it. And you, when you hear it and you do it, you'll be what? Blessed. God is a God of blessing. God wants to bless you. Can you all just say that? God wants to bless you. Some people don't preach that, but we see from the very beginning, God wants you what? blessed. Here's the last life point. Become a ready receiver. A ready listener, a ready responder, and a ready what? Receiver. The word of God was meant for you to act on it. It's what it was meant for you to act upon it. And when you act on it, you get blessed. The Bible says whenever you obey, it commands the blessing of God. You know what commands the blessing of God in your life? Not good intention, but obedience. Even if you blow it and repent and get it right, that's an act of obedience. God will bless it. If you stay in rebellion, he can't bless it. But he will bless what? Obedience. So every time you delay instead of obey, you delay the, obe- you, you delay the blessing. There's some blessing been out there for you, and it's been delayed. Why? Because you've been procrastinating with the words of Jesus. I've been procrastinating with the words of Jesus. So the blessing has been delayed in certain areas of our life. Some people are very, uh, 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 very, they, they respond very well when it comes to like generosity and tithes and offerings. And guess what? They're the most blessed people you can see. Those who want to delay and debate that, the blessing is often delayed. 
Now, God still takes care of them, but not to the level that God wants to. Those who bring their marriages and, and, and they, they submit them and they respond to the word of God instead of delaying, guess what happened? There's blessing on that. It's okay to want to be blessed. If you get over your religion and understand that, you'd, do, you'd be doing well. God wants you blessed. It's okay to want the blessing of God. I'm going to say it again. It's okay to want the blessing of God. Here's what this word blessed here in this verse means. Y'all want to hear it? Or we can dismiss. It's your choice. Okay, here we go. It says, this is what the word blessed means here. It means that you are free from daily cares and worries. I think I'll just delay that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. You are free from daily cares and worries. You become assured of the divine favor of God. That's all right. I'm just going to delay that favor. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all right, God. So you're free from daily cares and worries. You become assured of the divine favor of God, and he elevates your status of prosperity. That's what that word means. I would respond rapidly to that. I like to be free from some daily cares and worries. I would like... I would like my life to be elevated in the things of God. I would like, I would like to walk in more of the divine favor of God. How do you do that? Well, you got to hear it. So we preach it on Sunday. We preach a lot about favor, blessing, and you can amen it. You can make, Pastor, that was good. <laughs> amen. <laughs> but if you don't poetically do it or respond rapidly to it, you're going to forget about it. You will delay why not rapidly obey? Are you getting what I'm saying? Let's just, let's, let's, like, let's, let, let's be eager responders. And let's not let life, time, religion, others, circumstances, situations, experiences, or our own pride or egos delay us from obeying and walking in the blessing of God. So we have, isn't this good? Um, you know, you have no problem when I say, when you hear and hear and hear, it initiates faith. Y'all didn't have any problem with that, right? Hearing and hearing, faith comes by hearing and hearing. Amen, preach it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you didn't even really have a lot of problem when I say, um, if you do the word and obey the word, um, faith not only comes, but it's demonstrated as proof, right? But can I add the cherry on top to that? Something that, that some people go, eh, I don't know about that. Because um, not only does faith initiate, is initiated by hearing, not only is it demonstrated by doing, the Bible says faith is rewarded by God. It's very clear in the Bible that he rewards faith. It's what moves God. God is compassionate to your situation, but your faith in the situation is what God responds to. Faith reward, God rewards faith. See, it got quiet on that one. God rewards faith. That's for the be a ready what? Receiver. Somewhere along the line, we've gotten so religious that we've forgotten God will reward your faith. Now, you don't follow God just for rewards, but if you follow God close enough, he will reward you. 
He'll bless you. Well, what do you mean bless? Well, we just read it. Um, All those cares and worries, they'll just start to ease. They'll start to dissipate. You won't carry them anymore. You won't carry them anymore. You start walking in more divine favor of God. He'll elevate you into levels of prosperity. He'll elevate your life into different levels. What? When you're a rapid responder. A rapid responder. I want to read you a script. Y'all doing all right? I want to read you a scripture. It's not on the screen. I'm going to read it to you from the Amplified Bible. This is 2 Timothy Timothy 3.16. Every scripture is God-breathed. What that means is when the writers wrote scripture, God breathed on them so heavy they made no mistakes. That's what that means. The Amplified Amplified Bible says it's, it's given by inspiration. And it's profitable. Everyone say profitable. And he goes on and tells us how it profits us. Instruction, reproof, conviction, correction, discipline and obedience, training in righteousness to live holy, to conform to the will of God in thought, purpose, and action. I don't have a screen for this, but I was thinking about that scripture. If if the word is God-breathed, and if we're listening to people who preach a God-breathed message, Not a feel-good devotion, but a God-breathed, inspired message. Something happens in our life. It's useful. It's useful. This is part of the blessing. First of all, the Bible says this. It's good for instruction. Everybody say instruction. Or we can say this way. It's good for direction. The word instruction means it just reveals your provision. Hello. It's God-breathed. God's going to reveal his provision for your life. Not only good for instruction... It's good for correction. The word's good for correction. That means this, it will expose an error and restore to a better condition than it started. Correction is good. Correction is absolutely, if the word, and let me hear you. I mean, you got to hear this because people have taught this wrong. Can you give me just another minute? Okay. So people have taught this. You have error in your life. So God's going to correct you and put disease on you. Or he's going to take your car and smash it into a telephone pole to teach you something. That's not how God teaches. If you've ever been preached that, taught that, that is absolutely false. How does God correct you? With the word of God. Correction is good. He'll give you direction and instruction, and he'll correct you with the word of God. Um, How how many of your child ever um, disobeyed you? I'm looking at Bill. He's like, yeah. <laughs> now, now think about this. As, as a loving parent, would you be like, you need to be corrected. I'm going to put diabetes on you. I'm going to cut your brake line. I'm going to teach you. Why do we think a God, a loving father would do that? He takes the word of God and corrects our life. Now, Listen. When he's trying to correct you, and if you're going to delay it, it's going to take longer for you to learn. But the quicker you start obeying, the quicker the the blessing starts working out in that area of your life. Bring the correction. Bring the word. Bring the direction. Bring the word. Bring the correction. The other thing it does is, I love this. So it's instruction, correction, and completion, which means the word of God fully equips us. Hello. I want to hear some more word. 
I mean, some God-breathed word, some God-inspired word. I want to hear it. Why? Because it's going to give me direction for my life. It's going to give me instruction. It's going, to, it's going to reveal provision for my life. It's going to reveal the will, the direction of God for my life in thought, word, and purpose, which we just read. And, and then you know what it's going to do? If I got some areas that are off, it's going to bring them into correction. It's going to bring them into alignment. Thank God for the word. Sometimes my wife has a bad attitude. I thank God that the Word corrects that in her life. I just say, honey, look at the Word. That's all I'm going to say. Just look at the Word. <laughs> I think y'all figured it out it's the other way around. <laughs> Correction's good. Why? It, it exposes error, and it restores it to a better condition. Sometimes I don't know there's error. I need, God, I need the Word to show me. I need the Word to show me. So what we're doing this morning, you know what the error is that we're seeing this morning? We're not rapid enough responders. But we're exposing the error. So what we got to do? We got the solution. We're going to obey. When we do it, what does it do? It fully completes us. It fully equips us for whatever God's called us to do, whatever God's called us to be, whatever God's called us to have. This is why, this is why I preach so intensely on Sundays because if you can get this, it, can, it, it will instruct, it will correct, it will complete how many love the Word? Now, if someone's preaching what the Word says, you shouldn't love them. When, they're, when, they're, when their message is inspired as the Word was inspired, guess what? I mean, we should be ready to respond. We, it, it, like I said, if I'm preaching on giving, give me a chance to give. If I'm preaching on receiving the Holy Spirit, I want to receive from the Holy Spirit. If I'm preaching about emptying some stuff out of our life, I need to rapidly respond right there. Don't, don't delay it till you get home because you'll forget. You will forget from that door to your front door. The Bible says the enemy comes and he snatches the word away. He'll, he'll steal the word away. So don't leave this building till you respond. Amen? Don't leave this word, this room till you respond. And if it's, still, if it's still working on you, go watch it again on Tuesday evening. Get it in you to God get some stuff out of you and stuff to you. Let, let, me, let me end with this. Here's the challenge, right? So, so the challenge this morning is, is, is this. Just hear this. It's to hear the Word of God frequently. It's to believe it consistently. And it's to obey it rapidly. Can you remember that? HBO. He hear the word freak. I mean, just keep hearing it and hearing it and, hear and keep believing it. When you read what God said, say, I agree with it. I agree with it. And obey it. Don't, don't delay. So, so if I wrapped everything up that I have said this morning, I would wrap it up and I would say this to you. Let's practice rapid response when it comes to the word. Remember what procrastination is? It's to delay a decision or an action. Not because we're lazy but because life is stressing us out and we have some unfounded negative beliefs about ourselves, Man, if we can embrace the word of God and practice the word of God, some of those things that cause us to procrastinate, he'll correct it in us. Amen? Now this morning, I didn't preach on giving, so we're not doing that. I didn't preach on some other things. So what's our response this morning? Let's, let's all stand. First of all, how many got something good out of this this morning? So, so here's our rapid response this morning, right? It, it, it's obviously to the Word, but we're going to do a song, a song that um, man, we used to do, to do a lot, I, I don't know, was it last year or the beginning of the year, at the end of the year? Yeah, last, last in, in 22, but we brought it back out today. And this is the song, it's just make room, make room. That, that's our response this morning, God, make room in me, make room in me. 
I just want to say this to you. When God wants to bring some new stuff, if you had some new furniture coming to your house, how many of you'd have to do what? You have to make some room, right? You have to make some room. You'd have to move some stuff around, clean some stuff out, donate the old stuff, right? Put it to another room. How about this morning? This is, this is our rapid response. God, make some room in me for more of you. So that might mean God might show you. That needs to go. That needs to be donated over there. That needs to be removed. You need to get rid of that. You need to move that around. Just, just make some room for him. If you make room for God, see, God never comes in and takes over. But if you make room for him, God makes himself at home. Man, wherever God makes himself at home, his presence is there. He's enthroned there. He's comfortable with adjusting and directing and correcting and guiding and completing your life and my life. Isn't God good? Can we worship him for a moment? Father, we worship you. Father, we praise you. Father, we glorify you. Father, we honor you this morning.